I'm sorry for farting. I didn't realize it was going to be that sorry, that's the intro, actually. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to see me wringing my hands. (laughs) Wait, maybe this can be the intro. Aw. You want to say hello to the microphone? Okay, come here. Cheese. You can't go in there. I don't have time for this. Barbara has to sleep. If we don't interact with her, she'll probably just sit there. Okay. She loves your armpits. Because you're extra squeaky today. Is she? Well, my anxiety sweats. Yeah. Is she licking your shirt? I think so. Cheese, you are disgusting. Hello, Barbara. Welcome to my house. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm so stoked to be here on your show. (laughs) Happy to have you. Um, First question, how do you like my blanket fort? It's stunning. Um, I think it's a little bit rustic, a little bit cottage chic, uh, but very Melissa, very green. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. Cheese is very confused, but also, I think, would like to just say something real quick on the podcast. What would you like to say, Cheese? What's up with you? We go now to our cat correspondent. You know what? I just don't think there's all that much happening in cat news right You're now. so quiet, but so soft. Uh, she'll be loud if oh, she wants. please, please. please. No touching <laughs> of the table. Wow. Cheese! <gasps> Sorry, dude. I know, this isn't my house, I have no right. But also, please don't touch the fucking microphone. (laughs) (laughs) She's got her back to you. I know. (laughs) She did that to Sophia the other day, too. Just, like, out of the blue, hissed at her. She No, she hissed at me twice. I came in, and she started hissing at me. And I was like, what is happening? (laughs) I was like, am I dead? I won't take it personally, she's... Yeah, there's also... like me, too, probably, but... (laughs) There has been a bit of raccoon activity, um, so she might be a little upset about that. That's what I'm saying. Mm. She would never hiss at me normally. <laughs> oh, no. You broke skin, bud. Oh, uh, do you want a Band-Aid? No, nah, it'll be fine. Yeah, cheese doesn't oh, ever not break skin, so. I forgot what it's like to have a cat with front claws. Cheese, you're a butt. I didn't declaw my cat. We happen to put this in the episode. I did not declaw my cat. Somebody else did. Someone broke into Barbara's house and declawed her ha- her cat. Yeah, someone did it and then left her and then I took her. And I was like, who would take your only weapons and then leave you? <laughs> <laughs> take her only weapons, especially because she's not, she's not a fighter. Like She needs everything she can get. Yeah, she, she could use the help. We're also recording in the evening, so excited to see how our energy levels go today. Yeah, they didn't uh, they didn't show up at all for me, but I'm trying to fake it. Am I doing okay? I think Am so. I faking okay? Maybe your adrenaline is going to get pumping now that you've got an open wound on your hand. Yeah, maybe. Thank you, Cheese. Always thinking of us. Yeah. Always thinking of the pod. Well, she knows that, I was going to say, this is her meal ticket. We have made zero dollars off of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she doesn't know that. 
Disney you don't have to just sit with your back to me and your ears back. Uh, no, she has to let you know that she's annoyed. I get that you're mad, but is there anything I can do about it? No, like, this is what she does to me uh, when I've taken her spot her on the couch. Her neck is so thick. <laughs> <laughs> like Henry <laughs> She's just letting you know that she's strong. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> I guess I guess it might not be the best listening if we're just describing what a cat's doing. <laughs> but that is... That is my ideal podcast. Yeah. And what's happening now? My eyes are itchy. My whole face is itchy. It's because of all the dust at work. Stupid dust. Ceramics dust? Yeah, just regular dust. Mm. Um, Yeah, so I already asked you how you were doing before, but let's do it again just for the podcast. I'm doing terrible. How are you? I'm doing all right. Good. And now we'll just move on and not Mm -hmm. ask more questions. (laughs) No, my I'm getting my period soon, so my anxiety is really high. Bullshit periods. And I don't like that. No. No, they're gross and bad. Giving you anxiety. Um, I feel like my roommate has kindly decided to stay out for an hour or so, so we because <laughs> she was not Thanks, home when Sophia. I got home. <laughs> um yeah, well I guess we could just jump into this and interrupt whenever we want and Yeah. Talk about our lives. Let's just do it. It's hard to remember what's happening on a Thursday night. Yeah. There, There is a baby upstairs. Oh. And so sometimes weird noises come from upstairs. The baby is loud. Right. Stopping that. Right. Okay. Crying. Ah, I'm a baby. Yeah. That was idiot's song. Yeah. Always. And I think they're, they must have like a jolly jumper or something. Like, above where my kitchen is, because it'll just be, like, floor creaking, and I'm like, what the hell is happening? (laughs) All right, so my name is Melissa. My name is Barbara. And this is... I I Forgot. Forgot. Wow. (laughs) All right, so this week, I watched a movie called Clue, and it was very funny. Yay! There were a couple of jokes where I was like, this did not age great. Yeah. But uh, overall, a pretty good movie, you guys. That's cute. Yeah. I'm relieved. It looks like it should be funny. I'm yeah. Relieved. I'm relieved to hear that's the case. Like, it's not a... I thought it was going to be a lot more slapstick. There was a fair amount in there, but um, just based on what I knew of it, I was like, oh, it's just all... Everyone's going to be, like, running into rakes and falling <laughs> off ladders. But it Flipping on banana that. peels. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Your wife is in this. Yes. Would you like to explain your, the first one? Your beautiful wife, who you love and cherish yes. very much. Madeline Kahn. Yeah. Which I did not know what she looked like, and I didn't check on who was playing who at the beginning, and I did not think she was the character she was playing. I thought she was going to be the more flamboyant. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, just, I think, based on Paper Moon, where she was, like, a... Yeah, and every <laughs> Mel Brooks movie. Yeah. I expect her to be... Super, super sexy. Yeah. Oh. Super, super, look at me. And then she wasn't like that. Was she ridiculous, though? Like, was she, like, opera singing and shit? No. Okay. That is a waste of Madeline Kahn. It's like, honestly, she was sort of the opposite of what that is. She was sort of a reserved, like, people would ask her a question and be like, no. And, like... (laughs) Her range. But this is the movie um, that had the gifts that were going around for a while of... uh, that one lady who's just like flames flames shooting out of the side of my face 
I haven't seen that gif. <laughs> we'll find it later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make that the episode image. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So spooky opening? Yeah, it's just Kelly uh, doing the credit opening, and it's just like on a uh, storm cloud. Mm. And just just some sort of spooky music. I think that's a bad omen. Yeah. Oh, pretty spooky. It's windy outside, and a car is driving up to a mansion. Mm-hmm. There's a fact about the mansion in there. Oh, and Tim Curry is driving. The mansion in the movie was built for a wealthy Englishman during the Great Depression, which is why God burned it down. Mm-hmm. I had no idea it burned down. It burned down in like the 50s or something. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Curry is driving. Two dogs. I love you, dogs. Yeah. So it's sort of like a classic. You're coming up to a mansion and two German shepherds start barking at you. So you throw... um. Yes, he comes up to the mansion and it's like two German shepherds barking at him. So he pulls out uh, two like meat bones from a paper bag and throws them down so they can go eat their meat. And then when they're going into their little house, he shortens their leash a little so other people can get in without them attacking. Classic. (laughs) We love it. Classic. New England, 1954. That's what uh, the title card says. So we have a setting in a time. Perfect. I'm pretty sure 1954 is the... Like, they filmed it, and then it burnt down? Well, no, this was filmed in the 80s, right? Oh, yeah. Like, like this movie is not from the 50s. Sorry. <laughs> it can't have burned down in the 50s, then. What, what am I thinking of? Anyway, that mansion did burn down eventually. Maybe they built it back and it's up. funny. A maid is dancing, and Tim Curry comes to put a stop to that. Yeah, so I also thought that the maid might be Madeline Kahn, because she's... Um, What's the what's the acting slash comedy where you're using your body a lot for it? Whatever. Is she, that not slapstick? <laughs> maybe slapstick. Where she's just like very sort of hammy in that she's first of all wearing a French maid dress and she is a French maid. Huh. And she's dancing, but because like it's cut so low, it's just a lot of like boob movement. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Tim Curry comes and like, no, 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 you've got to go do this. Oh. Tim Curry, don't ruin the movie. A guy comes, and Curry calls him Colonel Mustard, and he tries to correct him, but then Colonel Curry says to use an alias. Yeah. So, guy comes in, and he goes, you must be Colonel Mustard, and he's, the colonel is trying to say, like, no, well, yeah, but my name is, and the butler, who is Tim Curry, goes, like, no, 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 don't tell me your name. Hmm. Like, use the name on the- Oh, so this is a murder mystery party? Uh, kinda, yeah. Okay. He's like, don't, um- don't tell me your name. Uh, just use what was on the letter. And oh. so he's like, okay. Um, or it's an orgy. Maybe. Uh, also, the colonel is Martin Mull. I don't know who that is. He used to be on Hollywood Squares a lot. All the time. I think he was a, a set square. You know what? You got anything else? Watch more game shows. Okay. Mrs. White comes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that's Madeline Kahn. Everyone is smelling something? <clears throat> yeah, they come in and they're like, they sniff. It smells like dead bodies in here. Yeah, what the well, hell? Is there a <laughs> um, Have you ever played Clue? I have, but I've never been able to play it properly. Okay. So are parts of this, like, taken from Clue? Uh, like, well, the mansion and uh, all the murder weapons they get and the names. But, like, the... What is the premise of Clue? Is there like a storyline? The premise of the premise of the board game Clue is 
someone was murdered with a specific object in a specific room and you're all there and you're the the players are also the people who could have been doing the murdering and you're trying to figure out who did the murder okay which is essentially yeah this is that's this movie okay i feel like there was like a, a trajectory that my question was on and then I worded it bad, and now I don't remember what it was. But it, was, <laughs> it had more to do with how the board game. I don't like. I don't think the board game had like a specific like a backstory so much. I think the movie was just like, hey, that's kind of funny, and ah, just put it right. together. Yeah. Uh, looks like Mrs. Peacock's car broke down, but someone was driving by, so she caught a ride. How convenient. Yeah, and that actually wasn't Mrs. Peacock. I tried to find that note later to change it. That was Miss um, Scarlet. Okay. Oh, that's what I was wondering. Like, these events? Are, Leading are they up set to events it. that happen in Clue that are the clues? No. Um, I'm trying to remember how to play it because we could never play it properly. <laughs> uh, we never had enough people. Uh, like, this stuff doesn't happen. I don't think... Clue the board game starts until you're in the mansion. Okay. But then, like, what do you do? Draw cards and it's like... Yeah, and... It's like one of those word puzzles where you have to fill in that grid. (laughs) It's like, Mrs. Peacock has red shoes. Yeah. It might be. I'm trying to remember how the actual solving comes about. Okay. Um, And I don't know. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Never mind, Mrs. Peacock is a different lady. I think she was checking out the maid's boobs. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mrs. Peacock comes in and gives the maid a super weird look, but she's much shorter than the maid, so it looks like she's just, like, staring at her boobs. Nice. Representation. Why has the car stopped? It's frightened. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's just a line in the movie. (laughs) All right. Is this the guy from Back to the Future? I think it might be. Which guy? Uh, he is Professor Plum. Oh, okay. Oh, Back to the Future, the old scientist. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They look okay, similar. Okay. I've definitely seen them in something. The car guy, Professor Plum, tries to grab Miss Scarlet's butt. Maybe don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was weird uh, because they're standing there and, like, they had to run in to get out of the rain and then... Miss Scarlet says something, and then Professor Plum says something to, you know, that makes sense in the context. I don't remember either of it. And then he <laughs> starts putting his hand on her butt, and then uh, the butler opens the door to invite them in, and he's like, oh, I had no idea you were acquainted. And Miss Scarlet's not, like, Mr. Scarlet. Miss Scarlet goes, we weren't, <laughs> and, like, walks past him. All right. Seems- Excuse me. Seems- awesome. Huh? Sorry, I just want to say, in this movie, it's a lot of people trying to touch uh, Miss Scarlet and the maid inappropriately. So Okay, looking forward to it. I don't think I wrote it all the time, but a couple of times. Seems everyone knows the maid and doesn't like her. Why? Well, she sounds really fun. <laughs> uh, we'll find out at the end. But yeah, Miss Scarlet also gives the maid sort of a weird look. Um, and then uh, Professor Plum gives her a a weird look, but in a creepy way. Okay. Leave her alone. The chef is the best so far. <laughs> the chef is just kind of mean and, like, cooking stuff. It's just Bob. 
<laughs> no, much meaner than Bob. Mrs. Peacock talks a lot. Oh yeah, she. I guess she gets nervous and she starts chattering. And I really wish this was Madeline Kahn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think she would have done a good job too. But I think they wanted her as like an older, an older woman than she was in this or something. Mm. Um, but yeah, she's just talking about like, da da da. I wonder why we're all here. I wonder where our host is. Uh, she's like, I don't know what to do here. So I guess I'm I'm being the hostess because like you know you become really acquainted with becoming a hostess when you're the wife of a. And then she stops herself. <laughs> because they don't, they're not supposed to be sharing details. Ah. But they all figure it out really quick. They're, someone realizes that she's like a senator's wife or something like that. And then they realize that they all like work in Washington or around Washington. Okay. And like sort of semi. Is this going to be a conspiracy thing? Maybe. Ooh. Uh, they're all eating dinner together and being weird and suspicious. Also, I didn't understand what they were eating, but comes out later that they were eating monkey brains. Shark fin soup and then monkey brains. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're all finding out they all live in Washington, D.C. or with a government job. Mr. Body has finally arrived. Yeah. Who's so, Mr. Body? <laughs> Mr. Body comes in uh, and he's like, to the butler, he's like, why did you invite me here? And the butler's like, Whatever. He's like, we had to do this thing and sits him down at the table and the maid's trying to serve him and he keeps going like, oh, I'm not hungry, Yvette. Thank you. Uh, or I don't think he says thank you. He's being a bit of a creep. Mm. Um, and at one point he tries to run away, but the butler like chases him down <laughs> and he's just going to like break um, break the glass in this like greenhouse solarium thing to get out. And the butler's like, you can't get out that way. And he's like, it's just glass. And then the dog comes and barks at him. He's like, oh, okay. And then Comes back in. Slapstick. I see. Yeah. Now the butler is telling everyone's secret. Oh, yeah. He invites the after dinner. He invites them into the... Parlor. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with parlor. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I kept wanting to say conservatory, and like, that's not probably right, <laughs> I guess. Anyway, and then he's like, we have to get this out in the open. And he starts, yeah, just telling everybody what everybody's secret is. Because he's like, we're being blackmailed by Mr. Body. Eventually, he says it's Mr. Body blackmailing them. Okay. But does he tell everyone's secret? Or Yeah. Okay. And to, to them individually, or does everyone, like, react? Everyone in there, yeah. They're, like, judging each other and stuff? I don't think... If, the only person who really gets judged... Well, no, sorry. There are two people who get judged. Um, but uh, the first one who gets judged is Miss Mrs. Peacock, because she is, like, taking bribes on behalf of her husband or whatever, which mm -hmm. is bad, I'm not saying. And then the other person is Mr. Green. He gets judged because he says he's gay. And he's like, I'm being blackmailed because if anyone finds out, I won't have, like, they'll kick me out of whatever his job is, like CIA or whatever. Um, and then people are weird about him. Well, the other the other guys are weird about him. And that's it. Cool. Cool movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have a big slapstick fight. Yeah, geez, now I'm trying to remember what, <laughs> what they did, but there was a lot of, like, funny fight going on. <laughs> okay. The police are coming, and the butler is saying they can all admit their crimes and send Mr. Body to jail. Mm-hmm. Mr. Body is giving them all weird presents. Oh, is that different? Yeah. So the butler's like, the police are on their way, and we can all confess and tell, because he's like, I'm being blackmailed, too. Um, 
or his wife was being blackmailed or something, but his wife killed herself because she was being blackmailed. Um, oh yeah, also he said that the dirt they had on his wife was that she had communist friends and everyone was like, gasp! <laughs> it's the 50s. Yeah, and so uh, then they they don't all seem convinced that they want to do this, and so Mr. Body goes, I think this'll help, and he goes and he gives them all, like, a black box with a ribbon on it. Okay. It has all the clue weapons in it. Delightful. Yeah, so you get, like, a candlestick. It goes... I think it starts with candlestick, and then it's like someone gets a noose, and then it keeps going up until it's gun. All right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I think the person with the gun is probably going to do the most damage. <laughs> Mr. Body is trying to get everyone to kill the butler. Yeah, he says if they kill the butler, then they can all just go. Someone killed Mr. Body. Someone killed Mr. Body, so now they have to figure out who? Right, so Mr. Body says if you kill the butler, you can leave, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I'm going to turn the lights off and then uh, do your thing. Turns the lights off. There's a, like a gunshot and a bit of a commotion. They turn the lights back on and Mr. Body is on the floor. Okay. Professor Plum goes over and he's like, he's dead. And so they're all freaking out trying to figure out who did it. And they're like, well, we heard the gunshot and I think Mrs. Peacock had the gun. So they're like, did you do it? And she's like, no, like... <laughs> I'm distracted by cheese. Cheese? Mm, yeah. And they're all just sort of like running around trying to figure out who killed him. And someone was like, uh, whoever it was, was like, I didn't fire the gun, but I did feel someone like try to grab my hand. Um, and like it went off sort of thing. And they couldn't figure out what had hit um, what had hit Mr. Body. But they were like, he's definitely dead somehow. I don't know. <laughs> he's definitely dead. Let's clear that up. Yeah. We don't need to look at this again. He thought they were un-American? Oh, yeah. So they were like, why would he be like blackmailing all of us? And uh, the butler's like, oh, he just viewed everything you guys were doing as un-American. Being gay. Being gay. I'm glad Mr. Body's dead. War profiteering, which I mean, is a very American. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, killing your husband. Uh, I don't know if that's American, but it... Morally neutral. <laughs> yeah. Um, owning, like, a brothel. What else did they do? Oh, sleeping with your patients, if you're Professor Plum. Did I miss anyone? And uh, Miss Peacock was taking bribes. Sorry, what? Sleeping with your patients was Professor Plum's? Yeah, so he was a doctor, like a psychologist, and he slept with some of his patients. Oh, yuck. Yeah, disgusting. Oh, yeah. And he's a creep the whole movie. It's not just like he's like... One of those creeps who's like, I, I wouldn't do it again, or whatever. It's like, no, he's doing it consistently. Constantly. Through the whole movie, trying to touch people. Dudes are pretty handsy with Miss Peacock. Again, I meant Miss Scarlet. Oh. The cook is dead, and now Mr. Body's body is gone. Yeah. So they were trying to figure out who could have done it, and they're like, maybe it was the cook. And they run to the kitchen, and they're like, I can't find her. And then she falls out of the um, freezer, and Mr. Green grabs her, and like is like not able to carry her very well. He's like, "Can I get some help here?" And everyone's kind of bad at helping. But um, all right. And Mister Green several times will spill something on people and be like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm accident prone." Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. And then they bring the cook back to the parlor, and Mister Body's body is gone. And then they find his body again. 
Yeah, they find it in the library or something. Jeez, oh my god. This is why we didn't want to do this here. We have a table. And that's it. Go anything. Okay, sorry, I forgot where we so left So they find his body again and it's dead in a different way? Yeah, so before they found it and they couldn't figure out what it was, there was no gunshot wound, but he was like, Professor Plum's like, he's definitely dead. And at one point they're like, oh, maybe he was poisoned. Um, and so then they found him in the, I don't know, the bathroom or something and his head had been bashed in mm. by potentially a candlestick. <gasps> ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> but like the thing is, it's like, oh, another weapon did this. And someone will be like, well, you're the one who had that weapon. And they are all like, no, I left my weapon in the room and went somewhere else. You like You shouldn't leave your weapon. Well, none people of them really want <laughs> Some random guy needs to use their phone because his car broke down. Yeah. So he's like, it's super rainy outside and he comes up to the, comes up to the door. I'm just going to mime it out for you. Thank you so much. Um, knocks on it and they answer the door, but they're all freaking out because there are two dead bodies. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, can I use your phone? Like my car broke down just down the way and they just like need to call and, and i chose all, the scariest looking mansion i could find yeah and they're all like muttering or talking amongst themselves and then the butler's like sure you can use the phone in the i'm gonna say hallway i don't remember what what it was but so they bring him in there and they're like oh here you go and then they close the door and then they lock it which is so creepy <laughs> And, yeah, you can tell the guy sees that they've locked it. He's like, okay. <laughs> Guess I just live here now. Yeah. They're going to split up and search the house. Yeah, they decide to split into teams of two and go see if they can find another person who could be doing the murdering. Okay. Does that happen in Clue? I don't know enough about Clue to say for sure. One of us should have played the game. We'll do a live stream of us playing Clue oh later. Oh my god, Yeah. <laughs> I think Mrs. White has a crush on the butler. Maybe not. Maybe they're all just scared of each other. Yeah. I felt like she was giving him a couple of looks here and there, and then after... Oh, she's pulling down the thing. Jeez, you dick. You horrendous person. Okay, yeah, so Mrs. White looks like she's giving him a look every now and then, and then it's like, no, I think it's a scared look rather than an inquisitive look. Okay. It's just because she's such an incredible actress. Uh, they're all acting like I do when I'm home alone. Anxious and suspicious. Oh, they just keep going into rooms and being like, I know you're in here, and turning on the lights and looking around. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do? To cheese? Uh, she's usually in the room with me, but I don't know. I keep having, like, you know when you have, like, a nightmare, but it's also sort of real? It's like you're half awake, and mine will be like someone's just broken in, and I... Like, I'm trying to, like, sit up and be like, hey, I know you're here. Get out of here. <laughs> and then you wake up from those later and you're like, was I yelling? <laughs> yeah. Fair. I don't do, I don't confront. If I think there's someone in my house, by the way, that's not my instinct is to yell at them. I have my to be. My instinct is to scream and hide. <laughs> well, there's no hiding in here. Yes, that's true. Um, like, if I were to actually be conscious and I thought someone was breaking in, I would probably very, very quietly sneak my phone under my blankets and call for help. Mm. <laughs> but if I'm half asleep, I'm like, I'll just scare him away. <laughs> I'll just shoo him away so, with my broom. So courageous when you're half asleep. Yeah. When I'm half asleep, I don't give a damn. I can wield a sword in my dreams. Yeah, I touch a bug. Uh, 
Someone's burning all the evidence and unlocking the weapon cabinet. Oh, yeah. So they're all running around, like, looking through the house. And then it cuts to someone with gloves. Um, I think the lights may have gone off at this point. Anyway, someone with gloves picking up all the evidence and throwing it in the fire. And then... uh, How often do the lights go off? At least twice. Hello? (laughs) (laughs) She just touched me. (laughs) Hi. Now what are you going to do? Oh my god. (laughs) Well, it's entertaining for us, anyway. (laughs) Sorry. This one's... No, this one's just what it is, okay? Yeah. Stabber gets killed after he tells the person on the phone that one of the people in the party is his old boss. Who's the stab? Oh, Oh. whoever's... Did I say stabber or stranger? Yeah. Oh, you said stabber, but you meant the guy whose car broke down? <laughs> yeah, so okay. the person they don't know, um, he's, the strangers, he's on the phone and he's like, yeah, I'm at this really weird mansion. There's a bunch of people having a party. Um, he's like, the weird thing about it is my old boss is here. And then he dies. Mm. Someone kills him. Mm. I Colonel Mustard? Yeah, I very much suspected it was Colonel Mustard. Is Colonel right. Mustard the gay one or is Mr. Mr. Green's the gay one? All the dudes in this suck except maybe the gay guy. Yeah. Um, Professor Plum, super gross. Colonel Mustard, super gross. Butler, suspicious and probably a little gross. Mm. I think that's all the guys. Mr. Green is a little awkward and weird, but mostly fine. All the dudes suck. Oh, wait, I just read that. Mm-hmm. You can say it again. A chandelier falls and scares everybody. Yeah. I can't remember why it fell, but it, they were all arguing and it fell down. And then they all got real spooked. <laughs> okay. The cop comes and they do a weird song and dance, but let him in to use the phone. Is it a literal song and dance? Or no. Okay. That's disappointing. Watch your language. <laughs> oh, I do want to say that I think uh, I think what had happened here with the chandelier falling is they were trying to get the stranger out of that room to see what had happened. Um, no, what had happened... Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys should watch this movie. There's a whole lot of moving parts. Um, Colonel Mustard and Miss Scarlet had found a secret passage into that room, found the guy dead. Uh, the secret passage closed, and the room was locked, and they couldn't get out, and nobody could get in. Mm. And the butler had the key, but then they made him throw the key... They made him throw the key for the... Uh, uh, weapons thing covered out and so he had a key but it wasn't working there i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry about this storytelling um they're trying to get it open and they can't and the maid goes oh i have an idea runs in grabs the gun from the weapons cupboard and shoots the door how'd they get into the weapons cupboard because when uh when i said that I suspect Colonel Mustard, when someone was throwing away all the evidence, he also unlocked the weapons cupboard. Okay, so the cop comes. Cop comes, and he's just doing, like, a welfare check because he saw this broken-down car, and he's like, I'm just wondering where this guy went, like, whoever was driving it, are you, like, did he come here to use your phone? Like, I want to make sure he's okay. And they're like, they all go, no, no, he didn't come here, but Mr. Green is, for some reason, in the front, and Mr. Green is like, yeah, he came here. Idiot. Yeah, and they're like, no, no, he's mistaken. And he's like, no, he was definitely here. Okay. Uh, anyway, they let the cop in so he can use the phone. He answers a phone call and it's J. Edgar Hoover? Yeah, so he went to go use the phone in this other room. 
And then the phone rings and he answers it as J. Edgar Hoover. Hoover. So he uh, he gives it to the butler and the butler talks to him for a minute. Who's J. Edgar Hoover? Uh, he was head of the FBI? CIA? FBI. Oh. The cop wants to look around, so Mr. Green starts showing them around. And they make it seem like they're making out with the dead people, so he won't question it. It is an orgy of sorts. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the cop's like, mind if I have a look around? And they're like, Mr. Green will show you around. So he just brings him into a room and he's like, this is the kitchen and this is the ballroom. And then they go into another room and it's like, uh, Mrs. White is making out with one of the corpses. And, um, Martin Mull, Colonel Mustard is making out with another one of the corpses and Mrs. Peacock is behind the corpse, like doing that. (laughs) And then they go into, um, another room and Ms. Scarlet and Professor Plum are making out and Mr. Body's body is there and they've just like, I don't know, doused him in alcohol and put a hat on him. So he's just like looking like he's asleep in the okay. in the chair and the cop's like, ooh, you are drunk. Make sure he doesn't drive. And they're like, oh no, we'll call him a car. <laughs> <laughs> so many secret doors. Yeah, they find a lot of secret passages. Someone shut off the lights. Yeah, lights off again. Scary, scary, scary. Oh no, the maid. Yeah, someone kills a maid. So her name is Yvette, and they kill her with a rope, with a noose. Hmm. Oh no, the cop. Yeah, someone comes and kills the cop with like a candlestick. Oh no, the singing telegram lady. You know what's funny? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny, just really quick, about the cop dying by blunt force trauma is... um. That one once hit my brother in the back of the head with a flashlight for no good fucking reason, and he still has a scar there. So I hope that happens to every cop. Oh, um, if we're telling cop stories, one time Kurt was getting in a stupid fight on St. Patrick's Day, and uh, his uh, his half-black friend was trying to defend him, and the cops took his friend and put him in their cop car for several hours Jesus Christ. before just letting him go. But it was like... Kurt's the one who got in the fight, and he's the one who, like, got knocked out, and him and this other guy, neither of them had any repercussion. Mm. Like, he saw the other guy at a different bar later. What did Kurt do? Like, what do you mean? What, his friend was in the car? Probably nothing. Went to another bar or something. Yeah. I think he tried, he was like, well, why is, you know, try to get him out for a second, but Kurt was incredibly drunk. Oh. Oh, boy. Look, don't start fights. Don't start but, fights, especially if, especially if you're drunk. Don't uh, don't do crimes if, if you're if you're not gay. Friend, if the people with you are at a higher risk of being treated like shit by police, maybe. Yeah. Maybe just like if you want to do crimes, let your most marginalized friends take the lead. <laughs> yeah, that's usually my philosophy. Not that I would do crimes. If you're listening to this, we've never done a single crime. I've never crimed. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, the singing telegram lady. Yeah, so a singing telegram <laughs> comes and she's like, I am a singing telegram. And then someone shoots her. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. They don't even care about Yvette. Yeah, they find her body and they're just like, well, another dead body. Who did this? Wah, wah. And Yvette was pretty cool. They've counted six murders. Yeah. Now the butler is explaining the movie. Yeah, so the butler is like... Wait, I think I know what happened. 
Uh, and they're like, well, what happened? He's like, let's go back to the beginning. And then just starts running around the building and being like, we were here. And then this happened. And then the going on somewhere. Gray, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Delightful. So essentially, the butler does what I'm doing, but better. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just isolate that scene. Yeah. Maybe we can find it on YouTube or something. Watch this. The cook and Yvette were Mr. Body's accomplices. Oh. That's what he's saying. Okay. So I'm going to tell you what is somewhat of a... Not really a spoiler, but for the next 10 minutes, you don't know this. Okay. Um, But it says, did this happen? Or then did this happen after he goes through this explanation and then there's another bit? And they were like, but this is what actually happened. And then they give you a third ending. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? Oh, there's a fact about that. Oh, I see a text message from me. Clue had three different endings which screened randomly in theaters, including one where Mrs. Peacock is the murderer, one where nobody really died, and one Lego movie crossover in which Tegan and Sarah channel the cook with a Hasbro Ouija board and learn that the murderer was inside us all along. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, uh, just let me read um, another fact here. Uh, Clue is often credited as the first of a barrage of comedies that are just thinly veiled advertisements for children's games, but this is false. The real first of these movies was Hungry Hungry Hippos from 1976, which was mostly two hours of John Waters staring straight into the camera, talking about gobbling balls and winking violently. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, so yeah, there's three different endings. Yeah. Yeah. Did you want to tell us what they were, or are we going to wait for that? Um, the f- Keep us in suspense. I'm trying to remember. I wrote down the last one pretty much only. Um, the first one was mostly Ms. Scarlet. Um, she she had the maid kill uh, Mr. Body and the cook, and then later killed the maid because the maid knew too much, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then killed the cop because the cop was one that she was paying off in Washington, so he'd look the other way to her dealings, and then. I can't remember if she's the one who killed the stranger in this series or if it was still Colonel Mustard. Mm. Did yep. a lot of kill- killing. Lots of killing. And then uh, I think she also killed the singing telegram lady because she was she worked for her or something. Mm. I, can't re- <laughs> I can't remember. Okay. Uh, uh, the second Ms. Peacock kid did, uh, sorry, did most of the killing um, and then threatened everybody with a gun and backed away and tried to drive off and then the cia came and got her and i think in that one the butler was also cia (laughs) and then i think the third one i have written down that one will be more more well remembered okay um a god man comes to the door and scares them oh yeah i forgot that the guy who was trying telling them to find jesus comes to the door spooks them all at first and then they're like get out of here and slam the door on him Yvette killed the first couple people, and then Miss Scarlet killed the rest of them. Oh, yeah, that's the the first. first. Yeah. She's threatening everyone with a gun, but the butler says there's no bullets left. Oh, yeah, right. And they're doing this weird counting thing where he's like, no, it was one plus two, one. And she's like, no, it was two plus one plus seven. And she's like, I did five. And he's like, you did six. And then turns out she did just fire five, but nobody else died. Did she shoot anybody? No. Then all the cops came and arrested her? Yeah. Then they do an alternate ending. Now it's Miss Peacock. Butler seems cool with it, and they all sing her out. Yeah, they sing out, sing her out to She's a Jolly Good Fellow. <laughs> Cops come to arrest her, too. Now they say this is what really happened, but they've lied before. <laughs> <laughs> Professor killed Mr. Body. Yeah. So 
Professor Plum. Professor Plum kills Mr. Body just to stop the blackmailing. And then Mrs. Peacock killed the cook. Uh, Mrs. Peacock killed the cook because I do establish that she knew the cook before because she, when they were eating the monkey brains, she's like, oh, this is one of my favorite dishes. And they're like, that's not something you can really get in North America. So they figured she knew the cook because the cook cooked monkey brains. And Mustard killed the stranger? Yeah, because Mustard was his boss and he knew, the stranger knew that Mustard was a war profiteer. So this is like one of those riddles. Yeah. <laughs> White killed Yvette? Yeah, White killed Yvette, Mrs. White killed Yvette. Oh, no, my girlfriend killed my other girlfriend? Yeah, because uh, Yvette was uh, having sex with her husband and that's one of the reasons why she killed her husband. Miss Scarlet killed the cop. Uh, yeah, Miss Scarlet killed the cop. Same reason she recognized him from Washington. She didn't want him to. Butler killed the telegrammer. Yeah, I can't remember why now. <laughs> Whoops, I forgot that okay. part. <laughs> uh, butler was actually Mr. Body. Mr. Body was the butler. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, so that was probably why the I think the telegrammer was uh, one of his accomplices. So he was essentially using everyone there to kill all his accomplices and mm. then uh, incriminate themselves so they would he could continue blackmailing them. Mm. Um, yeah, but then, as it turns out, Mr. Green was a plant. He's actually with the FBI. All the police come. Oh, yeah, uh, Mr. Body, the butler, is trying to like be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go now. Nobody move or I'll shoot you sort of thing. And Mr. Green is like forget what he says but he's like well then i guess i have no choice and then he pulls out a gun and he shoots the butler whoa yeah everyone kills someone and then the cops come again yeah and then and then at the the very end mr green goes and now i'm gonna go home to have sex with my wife shut up shut up cop but just so you know he wasn't actually gay yeah well god forbid yeah that's why he survived the movie yeah so that sounds like a movie that you watched. It was a pretty fun movie. You don't think it sounded fun? It sounded, maybe it was from <laughs> all the cheese distractions. Yeah, it's hard to pay attention. It really stopped and when... started. Look at me. Look at me. If you give her too much affection, she wants to leave. <laughs> Just like me. <laughs> it was, like, honestly, I would say watch this movie. Yeah. There is one more fact here I forgot to read. Uh, Melancon, a wondrous angel from heaven above, is the greatest actor to have ever lived. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. She's very good. <laughs> very funny. <laughs> the whole thing is very funny. Like, the the female cast did, like, an amazing job. Mm. And the men were fine. Tim Curry was pretty good. <laughs> That's a glowing review from you. The yeah. men were fine. Yeah. yeah. Tim Curry was pretty good. Yeah. At the end when he's running around, I'm like, oh, I see. Who kept turning off the lights and moving the bodies? Different people. So, okay, Professor Plum uh, tried to grab the gun and shoot Mr. Body, but couldn't. But it had grazed his head. And I think, I can't remember if Mr. Body uh, just fainted from that or if he had conked him with something else. Mm. Um, And then as everyone was distracted in the other room, like running to see the cook, he went back and uh, killed him. I'm doing the motion. Yeah. Yeah. Hit him with something else. It killed Mr. Body, uh, but moved him somewhere else. I don't know, to to make it seem weird to distract everyone or something. Mm. Or he saw him moving and he was like, yeah, 
Yeah, it's, it sounds so confusing because it is, because there's a lot of moving parts in this movie. Yeah, it seems like. But watching it is pretty funny. And if you don't, if, you, if you're like me and you're like, let's not try to figure this out because I don't care. Yeah. Uh, it's much more enjoyable than if you're <laughs> trying to pay attention to everything. Because they're just silly people. Sillies. Silly people doing silly things. She's and it sounds like you don't have to pay attention because Tim Curry will give you all of the necessary information halfway through. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, if you can pay attention that fast. <laughs> yeah, so any final thoughts? You didn't you didn't like my retelling and that's fine. I didn't dislike your retelling. It just it I don't think it conveyed as m- much of the comedy. Yeah, that's it true. It sounds like it was a lot of slapstick, so. I also I watched this last night. Yeah. And I am amazed how much I have forgotten. Yeah. Which it's like that's the title of the podcast. Yeah. So good. <laughs> but also like you, I usually remember jokes. Yeah. In our defense, it the sun hasn't come out here for like four days now. And it will not come out for another two weeks. Yeah, so, so our, our brains don't work anymore. Yeah. We live in a constant state of darkness. Mm-hmm. At work, when, I, <laughs> when I'm taking a break, I just stare into the middle distance and think about how I'm depressed. Mm, and yeah, I was like, uh, yeah. I was quantifying it in some way because I know we talked about it like last week about how it's weird when you're when I'm on medication anywhere where it's like it takes a while to realize that it's like oh this is just all this is all the things my depression does except for I have more energy than usual yeah or except I'm still able to do things I think I was just thinking about anxiety and stuff yeah I saw a tweet about like am I feeling fine or is this just the manic part of my depression yeah oh right (laughs) I've been having that thought a lot lately too yeah I made orange like candied orange peels Mm. to bring to work this weekend because it's Chinese New Year nice Lunar New Year which is cool but like I'm working nine shifts in ten days like I don't have time to be just like making people sweets for work why am i like this yeah also nice just in 10 days is bullshit it's a lot but i have very few in february so i'll take it yeah work more now work less february Mm -hmm. oh my like i was literally thinking of something like two minutes ago that i was like oh i should mention this and then completely forgot it sorry i started talking about my oranges no (laughs) no never be sorry about talking about your oranges (laughs) Speaking of oranges, I had two oranges this week that tasted like lemons, so I gave my other two oranges to Dan because for some reason he was really into these lemon oranges. That sounds delicious. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what your problem is. They were incredibly... Do you eat just a whole lemon? I would. But do you? You know what? I don't seek it out, but if you give me a lemon slice, I'm going to put it in my mouth and suck all the sour out. I don't mean a lemon slice, I mean a whole lemon. A whole lemon's a lot, but they can't have tasted exactly like lemons. They were oranges. I refuse to believe this. Well, lemons and oranges are very similar, but also it tasted sort of like a mix between a lemon and a grapefruit. Mm. So it was sour and also like bitter. Okay, never mind. But You should have liked grapefruit. (laughs) Why do I laugh like this now? Why don't you? Why do I? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oranges have betrayed me, is what I guess what I'm saying. And then I ate a dragon fruit. I have a bunch of the insides of an orange, because I only worked with the peels today, if you'd like some of mine. <laughs> you know what? I've just been... 
I've just been freshly burned by oranges. Mm. All right. I'm taking a quick break. I guess this will be my burden to bear then. You have to oranges. oranges. Did you, like, bring them in your backpack? You think, Melissa's going to love this. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, get them away from me. There's a, Take your oranges and go to hell. It was in the Bim Bam question where someone wrote in, I'm just quoting a podcast on our podcast now, but someone wrote in about watching their student take out a lemon, unpeel it, or start unpeeling it, like it was a, an orange, mm-hmm. and then look at the time, and then wrap it back up and put it back in his backpack. Mm-hmm. And she was very confused about what this could possibly mean. <laughs> and Griffin responds by being disgusted at the idea of unpeeling your fruit and then putting it back in your backpack. And the phrase, yeah, I'm just going to put this half unpeeled lemon, but ba- le- shit. I'm just going to let this half unpeeled lemon touch the inside of my Jansport. That phrase has been pinging around in my head for like a week and a half now. Why? I don't know. It's like cellar door. It's such a beautiful phrase. <laughs> uh, people saying stuff. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, I did want to bring up uh, these cool hats we got. Oh, yeah, yeah. Please go on. We got uh, Melissa. My co-worker bought a big-ass fan, but the big-ass fan is taking a long-ass time to get here. Huh. So they uh, sent him a bunch of hats that say big-ass fans, and they got a donkey, but the donkey's butt is facing you. Delicious. And I also got a little foam donkey, bright yellow from yeah. him. But yeah, so now we have big-ass fans, hats, and uh, we might stitch pick the fans so it just says big ass yeah. on them <laughs> <laughs> oh no just big ass fan yeah yeah either or we could do whatever we want it just thank says you. ass on it <laughs> thank you for carrying one for me no problem he um i was laughing and i was like that's hilarious and he's like oh you want one of the hats and i was like oh yeah like i would love one of these hats <laughs> and uh he's like well there's two there and i was thinking he meant i could like pick between them or whatever and mm-hmm. I was like oh I was like I only need one and then I was laughing at them so much later <laughs> that he just gave me the other <laughs> one too and I was like this is perfect because one of my friends wants this <laughs> I was delighted thanks man <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> anytime you need a big ass fan <laughs> actually this is probably the only the only ones I ever see yeah and that's fine they're they're more special for being there mm-hmm I wonder if we can get a big ass fan uh, sponsorship now. Yeah, probably. I'm sure. We'll email them. Yeah. <laughs> we have two listeners. <laughs> two, but maybe three by the time you read this. Yeah. And they definitely have money for your big ass fans. <laughs> <laughs> so I do think the cat distracted me quite a bit. And also, <laughs> I don't remember the movie very well, but I will say that it was a pretty fun time. It sounds like a movie. Bit slow to start, but then after they were starting, after the murder started, it was funny. I'm, yeah, I'm excited for the prospect of Tim Curry running around and explaining things. Yeah. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a wine and a grape? Um, my grape is going to be that at work this week, I had to rearrange a bunch of stuff, even though it wasn't really my idea. And then everyone kept being like, well, why are we doing this? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> but for some reason, the burden is on me. <laughs> um, and everything was dusty. 
and then someone threw a little fit about it and I was not pleased. And then it seemed like every time I'd sort of have one thing done, all of a sudden someone would do something that created more work. No. <laughs> I was like, stop it. Stop touching things. Aww. Sit on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also there's a new customer who's just in town for a bit and I hate her. Oh no, why? She's so annoying. Aww. Oh, is this the one you were texting me about the other day? Uh, potentially. Just asking a lot of questions without knowing what to ask. Uh, she was a bit like that, but she knew a bit more to ask. I have a lot of it wasn't her because she did come back in today and she seems very nice. This mm. the person I was texting you about, but she also just yeah, completely out of her element. Aww. Like she skipped a step and like she had like very beginner knowledge and now she's like essentially trying to like fake it till she makes it, but there was no like research in between. Oh. Um You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Take some time, read some books, Google. Google. Google no, this is a different person and she's just she keeps asking for invoices and I'm like you have your invoice. I gave it I gave you a physical copy. And she's like, You said you'd email me one by the end of the week and I was like, There's no way I said those words to you. <laughs> um But as I've explained three other times, I cannot send you a completed invoice until we get the shipping charges from the shipping company. Mm. It usually takes a few business days. And then she was like on it again today and it was like, It's been like four business days. It might be more. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, she's just the worst. And it's also like, if you're this annoying the first time we've dealt with you, you're not going to get the best service. <laughs> we're, we're assholes to the nice people. Yeah. What do you think we are to the butts? Go to one of the other extremely specific and niche specialty stores in Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you try your luck there? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, and she keeps, like, emailing us being like, I just really need to keep my record straight. And it's like, yeah, that's why you have paper copies of these things. Jeez. Anyway, uh, I just get annoyed by people wanting to do things. That's fair. Do you have a grape? Uh, my grape, I guess, yeah, will be the old seasonal depression. I just... The bastard. Yeah. My anxiety is just so high. And I can't, I haven't slept well in, like, five days now. Do you have, like, melatonin? No, but I have weed. Well, I don't know if it would work for you at all, but I think I have a bottle kicking around if you want me to look for it. Yeah. (laughs) I also have that valerian root tea you gave me. I had that, too, and for whatever reason, it's been making me more anxious. Mm Mm-mm. I wonder if it's because you know you're trying to relax. Yeah. It's too much pressure. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Do you have a wine? Yeah, my wine is my new slippers. Yeah. Is that a new cardigan, too? It is not. Oh, I like it. Thank you. I don't wear this one as much. I have a gray cardigan like this that I wear all the time, but then a button came off, so... Oh. (laughs) Now you got to pivot? Yeah. (laughs) I still have a button. I could sew it back on, but have I? No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got these slippers, which I may, I don't think I actually did talk about them on the podcast because I became obsessed with them over the winter break. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they were too expensive. And I was like, as soon as I go on sale, I'm buying a pair mm-hmm. of these. And then they went on sale and I bought them. Good job. Thank you. They're slightly different than the ones that I was going for, but they're still really cool. 
You saw something you wanted, you set a goal, and you obtained it. Yeah. Saw something I wanted, and I was like, I'm not paying that much for those. You go on half price or no deal. <laughs> and they did. These ones have sparkles in them, though, which is arguably better than mm-hmm. anything else I could have asked for. Do you have a wine? My orange slices turned out really good. That's nice. Your uh, candy, yeah, candied yeah. orange peels? Yeah. This is good. I'll, I'll save some for you. Thank you. <laughs> I still gotta toss them in the air, but toss them in the air like confetti. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye.